Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, back with another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 270, 270 in the books. Breaking down today, the week three ballers and stallers. Y'all know how we do this. I'm going to be breaking down the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, defenses, and kickers, the top performers, and the less, uh, the least uh, performers that may have tanked your roster, as well as the top performers that hopefully carried you over the top for a number W this week. Hope everybody had a great weekend, enjoying another weekend of fantasy football. I am rolling solo today, per usual, on Mondays. Tomorrow, you can hear the Stat Rat breakdown from Dwayne Lynn, a.k.a. Dweez Nuts. You can find him on Twitter at Dweez Nuts, all Zs, no Ss. All Wednesday, we'll bring back our man Bobby Lamarco, a.k.a. Fantasy Football X Factor, to break down the early games. And then we'll bring back Dwayne on Thursday for the later games. And, of course, on Friday, we'll bring in our good brother, Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast to break down the TCK Pod Listener League recap from week three and preview to week four. So once again, I'm rolling solo today. Let's get right into it here. The ballers and stallers from week three. And also at the end of the episode, or in the back half of the episode, rather, I'll give you a handful of waiver wire suggestions as well. I write up a weekly article for the State of Mind Fantasy Football Crew. I highly recommend y'all go support them on IG primarily for now, but also they have a $10 a month subscription on their website that I highly recommend as well. A ton of great writers, ton of great content. These guys are pumping out a lot of stuff, and I'm honored to be a part of the team. So you can find my full article there as well as tckpod.com with our rankings there as well. All right, let's get right into it here. Ballers for the quarterback position. Again, these are quarterbacks with 20 or more fantasy points in six-point per throwing touchdown leagues here. No surprise up at the top. Once again, Russell Wilson dominating 14 touchdowns over three games that's an NFL record he goes for 315 and five and this one could have been six if my boy DK Metcalf didn't uh, didn't do a little showboating got a little cocky lost the ball on the one yard line it was a kickback at the end zone for a touchback there for the Cowboys so could have been six scores here Russell Wilson absolutely playing out of his mind um, easily in the uh, in the early MVP race here The other person up in the MVP race, in my opinion, as well, Josh Allen, also playing very, very well. Over 300 yards again for the third straight week, four touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but he had another score on the ground. So both Russell Wilson and Josh Allen score five touchdowns on the weekend. Josh Allen, kind of uh, infamously in fantasy football, had not thrown over 300 yards over his first two seasons at all in one game. The first three games of 2020, he has thrown for 300-plus in every game. So, obviously, doing very, very well there for Josh Allen and the Bills. 
Next up, Dak Prescott. Three scores for him, 472 yards on 57 pass attempts. That is not what the Cowboys want to do. They want to run the ball with Zeke. But when you have so many weapons and a bad defense and you're playing an offense like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, you're going to be playing catch-up. So good to see that Dak Prescott can definitely turn it on if he needs to. But 57 pass attempts, 472 yards, and two scores there for Dak. Next up, Jared Goff in a comeback uh, attempt there, the uh, – Rams were down um, four scores on the Bills, and they actually came back, had a chance to win the game, but the Bills got it done. But 330, uh, 321, excuse me, and two scores for Jared Goff. He also ran one in uh, with a little one-yard QB sneak. Ryan Fitzpatrick, top five performance this week, coming in from Thursday Night Football, two scores. He also ran one in as well there. Aaron Rodgers turns back the clock for another week without Devontae Adams, 283 and three scores for Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady almost 300 yards and three scores for him as well. Drew Brees, 288 and three. Kyler Murray, 270 and two. Three picks, though, for Kyler. He, of course, had a rushing touchdown, which is uh, pretty much his um, weekly forte there. Next up, Carson Wentz. Very disappointing here for fantasy in general. He did a rush in a score, and he threw for a score, but two picks and just 225 through the air there. 21 and a half fantasy points just making the cut and Rookie Joe Burrow makes the cut as well. Over 300 yards, 312, two scores uh, there for Joe Burrow. So those are your ballers at the quarterback position. That is over 20 fantasy points in six point per. Now with the stallers here, these are players that are less than 15 fantasy points in six point per. Justin Herbert, 330 yards, but just one score. And he did have a pick, just 15 yards on the ground. I think that'll increase. I expect Justin Herbert to have the reins. I'm not sure what's going to go on with Tyrod Taylor moving forward. Of course, he had the punctured lung in a medical operation uh, last weekend, and then Justin Herbert got thrown in again. Um, Keenan Allen, which I'll get to in just a second, has been a rock star, and I think if, if Austin Eckler can keep it up, Joshua Kelly in this offense, uh, Justin Herbert will have his better days ahead of him. So I think he'll be just fine moving forward, and I'll talk uh, more about him in the, in the, uh, the waiver column. You can see it from last weekend, uh, but if you haven't picked up Justin Herbert yet in Superflex, he should definitely be on your rosters. Teddy Bridgewater, not many people starting him outside of uh, Superflex, but just 235 and a score for Teddy. Baker Mayfield, 156 and two. Ryan Tannehill, 321, but no scores this week. No scores for Ryan Tannehill, 321 yards. Phillip Rivers, 217 in the score. The, they won the game 36-7, to and he only had 217 passing yards. So you can tell what they're able to do there. On the defensive side of the ball with two uh, pick sixes for the Colts and, of course, that run game as well. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, played the first half of the game, 128, and a score. Of course, he had a 45-yard scamper as well. And then you had Matt Ryan, 238 and one, uh, just not the same offense, clearly, without Julio Jones, although, of course, the Falcons should have won the game per usual, but they blew it at the end there to Nick Foles. Cam Newton, just 162 and a score, 27 yards on the ground. I think he'll have better days, of course. We saw what he was able to do the first couple of weeks, so I think Cam Newton's going to be just fine. 28 pass attempts, I'd like to see that come up to minimum 30, uh, but, of course, Cam could be just fine. And really, Sonny Michelle played really well in this game, so... Didn't have to throw the ball as much or take over. Jeff Driscoll, I'm sure he wasn't started, but maybe in super flexes, 176 and a touchdown there. Gardner Minshew let down on Thursday night, 275, not terrible, but no scores a pick in just 22 yards on the ground. Dwayne Haskins might lose his job here, 224 and two. 
Then we have Daniel Jones, 179, no scores for him, but 49 on the ground. You like that. And Sam Darnold, 168, a score, but three picks. Again, two of those going back to the house there for the Colts against the Jets. Let's move on to the running backs here. More than 20 PPR fantasy points. Alvin Kamara, my dog. AK-41, getting it done again. 45 fantasy points in PPR. Six carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns, but that's okay. Because through the air, 13 receptions on 14 targets, 139 receiving yards, and two scores. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal weapon there. And uh, definitely my favorite running back. I've mentioned that multiple times on the podcast. Favorite running back in the league. I did have him coming in as my number two running back behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I guess uh, I should have made a case that he was number one. Um, Christian McCaffrey, of course, going down. I still think on a per-game basis I'd rather have CMC weekly. But, man, Alvin Kamara, especially with uh, Michael Thomas out, has just been absolutely phenomenal. Next up, number two here, Rex Burkhead. Surprising. He did have three total touchdowns, which, of course, buoyed that. He had 49 rushing yards and 49 receiving yards, 10 targets. Of course, James White out again for the Patriots um, after his uh, tragedy to his parents there. So uh, we'll see how long he remains to opt out. But as long as he does, Rex Burkhead is definitely a pickup and play in this Patriot offense. And I will have more information about him later on in the waiver wire pickup. So number two is Rex Burkhead with 35 fantasy points. Austin Eckler, 12 carries, 59 yards, a touchdown, 11 catches on 11 targets, 84 yards for Austin Eckler. Great play there. James Robinson really set the tone for a lot of fantasy teams on Thursday. 11 carries, 46 yards, and two touchdowns, six receptions on six targets, and 83 yards there. Next up was uh, Derrick Henry, and he had 26 carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns. And he had uh, three targets as well, which, you know, is kind of his uh, repertoire there. But 26 carries, 119 yards, and two scores there for Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook next up, 22 carries, 181 yards, led the week in rushing yards, a touchdown there. He also had 18 through the uh, air. James Conner, 18 carries, 109 yards, and a score 40 through the air as well. Nick Chubb continues to dominate, 19 carries, 108 and two. And then just one reception, but he get it done on the ground. Once again, Mike Davis, kind of the uh, hot waiver wire out of the week. 13 carries, 46 yards, no scores on the ground, but he did have a score through the air. Nine targets, eight receptions. He had eight receptions last week as well. 45 yards there for Mike Davis. Jeff Wilson, my man, comes in at number 10 here. 12 carries, just 15 yards, but he does have a score. Gets it done in the passing game as well. Three receptions on three targets, 54 yards, and another touchdown. We'll hear more about Jeff Wilson in the waiver column as well. Next up, the stallers, some of the guys that you may have started here at the running back position that got you under 10 points, even in PPR. So these are single-digit performances in PPR here. Adrian Peterson, 75 yards, but no scores. Josh Jacobs, 71 yards on the ground, 12 through the air, but no scores for him as well. Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, Chris Thompson, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, unfortunately uh, injured himself, and he was out of this game pretty early. And then Jordan Howard all let you down potentially. And the only one to score there was Jordan Howard with another one-yard boost but uh, all these running backs most likely let you down unfortunately let's head over to the wide receivers these are more than 20 PPR fantasy points here Tyler Lockett absolutely exploding against the Cowboys 
nine receptions, 100 yards, three touchdowns on 13 targets. Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, incredible rookie performance here. We'll talk about him in the waiver column as well. Nine targets, seven receptions, 175 leading the week in receiving yards, 175 and a score. Keenan Allen, 19 targets, the most on the week. 13 receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown for him. Allen Robinson finally came to life, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 123 yards, and a score for him. We'd love to see Nick Foles actually feeding Allen Robinson. Cedric Wilson, the number four receiver on the Cowboys, was the top performer for the Cowboys this week. Seven targets, five catches, 107, and two scores. 71-yard touchdown definitely helped that out, absolutely. All right, then we had uh, Alan Lazard at six uh, receptions on eight targets, 146 and one, and Michael Gallup, six catches, 138 and one on nine uh, targets there as well. Cooper Cup getting it done with 100 yards and a touchdown. Luke Hopkins catches 10 of his 12 receptions for 137, and Tyler Boyd catches 10 of his 13 for 125. Robert Woods gets a score. T. Higgins gets two. Greg Ward, Hunter Renfro, and Andy Isabella also get scores there for you as well. Let's move on to the wide receiver duds. So these are the stallers here. These are single PPR performances. Odell Beckham, man, if you can trade him, trade him. He might be a buy low. He might be droppable. It's hard to drop a guy with so much talent, but, man, it's really been frustrating. Six targets, not even exciting there. Four catches, 59 yards. Curtis Samuel, Preston Williams, A.J. Green. Just six targets, five catches, 36 yards, Golden Tate. James Washington, even in relief effort with uh, Deontay Johnson getting hurt in this game. DJ Moore, two catches for 65 yards. We need more of that, obviously. Keelan Cole was picked up in a lot of leagues, just four for 43. T.Y. Hilton's droppable, in my opinion. Three targets, three catches, 52 yards. Traquan Smith, I expected a bigger game from him, filling in for Michael Thomas. Four for six and 42 yards. Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, if you're filling in for this high-flying uh, Rams offense, I like him a lot. I actually think he's quite a streamer, but he might have let you down there in, in deeper leagues without a score. Just uh, 10 points, which isn't terrible. He did have a fumble, unfortunately, so four catches, 60 yards, and a fumble there. Jarvis Landry, four targets for 36 yards. Then we have deeper down the list here, Darius Slayton, just six fantasy points, three catches, 53 yards. Brandon Cooks, three for 23. Auden Tate who we thought would maybe fill in with some injuries there in uh, Cincinnati, two for 29. Russell Gage, two for 26, left with a concussion. Then we have Julian Edelman all the way at the bottom here. Two catches, 23 yards on six targets. Last up, we have the tight ends here. Jimmy Graham leading the way. Six catches, 60 yards, and nine targets. Tyler Croft, two touchdowns, filling in for Dawson Knox on the Bills. Eric Ebron caught a touchdown. Robert Tanyan for the Packers caught a touchdown. Zach Ertz, 7 for 70 on 10 targets. Dallas Goddard left this game, so that's huge for Zach Ertz owners there with the competition. Didn't score, but 7 for 70 we like. Mo Alley-Cox, another big game for the Colts filling in for um, Jack Doyle, who actually played more snaps, but Mo Alley-Cox getting the work there. 3 for 50 and a score. Jesse James for the Lions got a touchdown. Jonu Smith, no score, but 61 yards. Greg Olson, 61 yards as well, no score. Rob Gronkowski, 6 for 48, so just about 11 fantasy points for anybody that's still starting Gronk. Foster Moreau had a score, and Hunter Henry, 5 for 50 there. Let's go to the tight ends. A couple guys you may have started. Austin Hooper, a lot of work early, but nothing much overall. Five and a half fantasy points. Then we had Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram, Chris Herndon. 
Jordan Reed, who I had a spot start everywhere. I had George Kittle. He looked great. He was targeted six times, but in the back of the end zone, he missed a touchdown and he uh, sprained his ankle and knee on the same play. He was done for the day. Ross Dwelly actually played pretty well there for the 49ers later on. Jared Cook as well let down. Darren Waller, just four targets, two receptions, and nine yards after the huge week last week. And then Ian Thomas for the Panthers in deeper leagues, just one catch on two targets. And Dallas Goddard, as I mentioned, one catch on one target for seven yards, but then unfortunately got injured there. Next up, we have the defenses, top five defenses. The Colts dominated the Jets, as I mentioned, two touchdowns there, 27 points. The Bucks beat up on the Broncos. The 49ers beat up on the Giants. The Patriots beat up on the Raiders. And the Browns beat up on the Washington football squad. A couple of defenses got you zero or negative fantasy points. That was the Bills, Texans, Raiders, Vikings, Jets, Cowboys, Saints, and Giants teams. Let's go and give a shout-out to the kickers real quick. Steven Goskowski missed three field goals in the opener and an extra point, but he comes back here with an incredible six field goals. 25 points from your kicker is absolutely phenomenal. Six field goals from him. Mason Crosby, 16 points. Joey Sly, five field goals for the Panthers as well. Matt Prater, Jake Elliott, Will Lutz, Robbie Gold, Graham Gano, Randy Bullock, Nick Folk, Rodrigo Blankenship for the Colts, and Cody Parkey all getting it done here. And these guys were your top kickers, the top uh, over 10 points there for your kickers from the ballers and stallers. All right, I'm going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll dive into just a handful of names real quick for the uh, waiver wire column. So if you're listening to the TCK pod and you are new to the program, please give us a follow on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find our weekly rankings and articles at tckpod.com as well. You can also hit us up in the DMs. I reach out to everybody personally via the DMs and uh, you can holler at us there with any uh, start sits and you can also check out our weekly rankings. All right, I'm just going to dive through a couple of names here for waivers. There's not many players on the quarterbacks and tight ends anymore. I've been going over this for a couple of weeks, so it files down. Of course, I've already suggested those guys. So tune back the clock a little bit if you want to get some more names. But Nick Foles, of course, coming in, plays only a half, throws three touchdowns, could have been four, but um, Allen Robinson had one stripped out for an interception. But Nick Foles looked great. He should be the starter moving forward. My man, Nick Mullins. For the 49ers, 343 passing yards and a touchdown. Could have had two more uh, with that Jordan Reed drop and another overthrow there. So he looked great. I think Nick Mullins is going to be just fine as long as Jimmy G is out, and I'm very, very happy about this one. Another 49er on the running back side, Jeff Wilson, Jr., 12 carries, 15 yards, a touchdown, and uh, three receptions, 54 yards, and another score. I think he's going to be just fine. I did mention preseason that I thought he would be this year's Raheem Mostert. He certainly looked like it in a uh, relief role there. Jarek McKinnon left the game with a rib injury. Tevin Coleman's on IR for two more weeks at least. And Mostert may not be able to go Sunday night against the Eagles. If he's not, Jeff Wilson should absolutely be that guy. He is my number one waiver claim for this week. Jeff Wilson is my number one waiver claim. Next up, Rex Burkhead. Again, this has a lot to do with just being the James White of, you know, of the week. When James White comes back, I think they'll both kind of split the work. But as long as James White is out, I love Rex Burkhead. Another Patriot who's probably on a team, but if not, take a look at Sonny Michelle in standard leagues, non-PPR, 117 rushing yards. He actually looked the best I've seen uh, since his rookie season. 130, uh, 130 total yards, though, and two carries of 40-plus. I thought he looked really well. So um, take a look and just see if Sonny Michelle is available in non-PPR. I'm not excited in PPR. That's Burkhead and, and uh, James White, obviously. Brian Hill of the Falcons looked really good. Todd Gurley's the main guy for sure, but Brian Hill has – 
five yards per carry. Gurley has 4.2, and Edo Smith is not a factor here, so I do like uh, Brian Hill moving forward. Just keep an eye on him. He could be that um, handcuff minimum, but uh, you know maybe he just takes over if Todd Gurley can't uh, stay efficient. So keep an eye on Brian Hill in deeper leagues. Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, as I mentioned, most receiving yards on the week. Killer performance there. Seven catches, 175 yards, and a touchdown. 71-yard touchdown helped on that. He had four more targets than Adam Thielen in this one. Definitely keep an eye on Justin Jefferson, but he's probably picked up in most dynasty leagues. But in redraft, he might be on your bench, so go grab him. Alan Lazard filling in very, very well for the Packers with uh, Devontae Adams out. Six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Keep an eye on Lazard. He obviously has Aaron Rodgers' trust at this point. My boy T. Higgins, like him a lot. I was giving him a lot of rep in the draft season. Five catches, 40 yards, and two touchdowns. Look, A.J. Green's still out there. Tyler Boyd's still out there. Auden Tate was in, but looks like AJ, or it looks like T. Higgins is the number three uh, behind A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd uh, for the Bengals as John Ross was a healthy scratch. So keep an eye on T. Higgins. And, and again, in Dynasty Leagues, he's picked up for sure. But in redraft, he may not be. So if you have a deeper waiver wire, add then just you know keep an eye on them but there are a lot of mouths to feed there in um in Cincinnati next up Greg Ward played really well eight catches 72 yards in the touchdown there's still nobody there <laughs> for the Eagles and now Dallas Goddard goes down Alshon Jeffrey might be coming back soon but again Greg Ward's getting 11 targets he played well down the stretch last year he's played well so far this year he's the only weapon out there right now outside of Zach Ertz that's reliable so I would definitely keep an eye on uh, Greg Ward for the tight ends Jimmy Graham throwing back the clock I think he's just a tight end streamer but he was the number one tight end this week so you like to see that um, caught six of his 10 targets so I think he's a great streamer and he goes up against the Colts uh, next week so we'll see what happens there if they're able to uh, shut down the rest of those weapons there for Chicago Jimmy Graham might be another option that uh, Nick Foles likes to target the tight end Eric Ebron, nice performance as well. Five catches, 51 yards, and two touchdowns. Keep an eye on him as well. Deontay Johnson left the game with a concussion. So if he is out, Ebron should absolutely be a sneaky um, streamer versus Tennessee next week. So again, those are my uh, recommended week four waiver wire pickups. That's Nick Foles and Nick Mullins, the double Knicks at quarterback. Jeff Wilson Jr., Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and Brian Hill as running backs. Justin Jefferson, Alan Lazard, T. Higgins, and Greg Ward at wide receiver. And Jimmy Graham and Eric Ebron as your tight ends. All right, y'all, that's a quick one for Monday's edition of the Ballers and Stallers week three and the week four waiver wire pickups. Tune in tomorrow. We'll get Dwee's nuts to break down the stat rat portion for week four. And then, of course, we have Bobby, a.k.a. the X Factor, coming in on Wednesday for the early games. Dwee's nuts coming back on Thursday for the later games. And then Chris Benavides of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast on Friday to break down the TCK pod, listener league recap, and preview. It's a quick one today. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Monday. Hope you enjoy the game this evening. And we will talk to you again. I'm Scott Guasco. I'm your host of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 270 in the books. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Monday and productive rest of your week. And we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.